millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compte-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about a very tricky subject. How in the world do you budget with irregular income? podcast is brought to you by Freshly. Freshly delivers fully cooked, prepared meals straight to your door. No more coming home and wondering what's for dinner because Freshly's team of chefs and nutritionists are here to save the day. You get to skip the shopping, chopping, and cleanup. All you have to do is heat them up and boom, your meal is ready to eat in only three minutes. To try Freshly out, go to Freshly.com and enter code millennial to get $20 off your first week. That's six meals for just $39 plus free shipping. This offer is only valid for a limited time, so go to Freshly.com and enter code MILLENNIAL for $20 off and free shipping. Consider dinner done. Today's podcast is one that is kind of near and dear to my heart. I get a lot of questions from listeners about irregular income, and I mean, this is just really... I think the world that we're living in, right? Whether we have side hustles or, you know, we got laid off from our job and we're trying to, you know, pull money together every month or we're an entrepreneur, whether we have an online business or we have an actual, you know, physical business and trying to budget for income that is not regular. You know, we work for a company, we know every two weeks or once a month or whatever it's going to be, we get our check, right? It's deposited into our bank account. And it's like, voila, there is money, money we can go and spend. And we we get really used to having that check so much so that I think a lot of times there's a complacency to think that that cash is always going to be there. And then, you know, when we're in a economic environment like we're in right now, where a lot of people are getting laid off and it seems to be the more money you make, the more prone you are to be laid off because 
you know, they want to free up bigger salaries and companies are buying companies. And, and when companies are acquired, you know, a lot of times they go in and they slash the employees and they bring in new people and they lower salaries and all sorts of things uh, that are going on. And it just, it really feels like no one is, is immune to that. But, you know, if that's the case, or if you're like myself, which I really feel like I kind of came out of the womb an entrepreneur with, with business ideas and no matter how hard I try to fight it, it does not go away. <laughs> it's just like something deep inside of me that calls me to you know, come up with different ideas, to think outside of the box, to look at things differently. And I know that a lot of you listening are in that same position, you know, whether you, again, have an online business or a physical business. And no matter what stage you're in, whether you're in the idea stage, whether you're in, you know, launching or your business has been around a while, you're still vulnerable to those times where the income is not flowing. And, you know, it's hard to figure out how to budget. It's hard to figure out, you know, how do you stay sane? How do you how do you not break down? How do you not get you know, panic stricken, depressed, you know, whatever those words may be, how do you not let those emotions overtake you when your income is irregular? Because sometimes, you know, you, you think that you can count on a certain amount of income in a particular month. And then, you know, I don't know, like the vendor might not pay you out or, um, you know, all sorts of things. I mean, I could do a whole podcast on the things that happen to the income that you count on being there. And so a lot of times you have to kind of bob and weave and you have to figure out like, okay, well, that was obviously plan A. Now we got to have a plan B or plan C or D, E, F, you know, and we got to come up with a way to be able to pay our bills. And I think, um, you know, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of tips when you talk about how to budget with irregular income. And, you know, it's hard for me because a lot of times, because I've done it for so many years, I I tend to overthink the things that are really important, I think, that are, are really practical for you to know. And so I want to bring you a lot of those tips, a lot of things that have worked for me in the past and a lot of people that I've worked with in the past, because this is by far the most common question. And I think even if you know you have uh, a full-time job, there may be months where you get a big bonus, or there may be just times where you're you come into more income maybe you have a side hustle or, or something like that and so you know even flowing that income can be tricky to try and figure out how do you do it best so you know you have to start with finding what i like to call your baseline number right it's it's the foundation it is the the crust under our pizza you know this is the number of cash that you have to have each month to pay your necessities everything you absolutely have to pay rent, car payment, student loans, groceries, that's does not include eating out. Eating out actually is a luxury, believe it or not. Uh, minimum credit card payments, car insurance, health insurance, you know, the stuff again that you have to put your cash towards that if you don't make those payments every month, bad stuff's going to happen. Bad stuff's going to happen to your credit score. Creditors are going to come after you, you know, all of those sorts of things. So you need to write out your list 
of what are those items and then what is the minimum dollar amount that you need to pay on each of those. And this is where a lot of people get confused because a lot of us, you know, we might overpay on our student loans or we might overpay on um, credit card payments, things like that. Well, when you're trying to find your baseline number, you're really looking for just the, the bottom number, the most minimum number that you have to pay just to get that expense paid that particular month. If you're self-employed, you know, you might want to also add in that some percentage for your taxes. And this is where having a good CPA will really come in handy for you and where they are definitely worth the amount of money that you will pay them because they can help you figure out the exact amount you should be saving each month to pay your taxes, your annual taxes, your quarterly taxes. Um, typically it can be somewhere around, you know, 10 to 30% of your income, but that's just a range. So it's really important again to like go have a conversation with the CPA, have them look at your income projections for the year, have them look at what happened in your business last year and help you figure out, you know, what is that baseline number that you should be saving. And then, you know, when you make more income, how much more of the additional income should you be saving? Super important just to make sure you don't have, again, any of those like complete panic, freak out attacks when tax time comes around. And I speak from personal experience on this one because uh, when I first started my very first business when I was in college, actually, uh, I didn't understand how all this worked. And, you know, they tried to walk me through it as best as possible. But the first year, it was one of those like crash and burn moments where I hadn't saved enough money. And then I was scrambling to figure out, okay, how I was going to pay my taxes. And from that point on, I said, okay, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur the rest of my life, I have to get this down because that was just you know, it was just not a good time period. All right. So once you have this, this baseline number, this bottom number, you have a goal marker that you can actually quantify, right? So this is the place that you know, you have to have that amount of money every month just to get your stuff paid for, right? Nothing extra, nothing fancy. We haven't gone out and gotten, you know, coffees every day. We're not having lunch with people. None of that. We're just taking care of ourselves, right? So that is your bottom number. Then you've got to figure out how you even flow the cash in the months when you make more. And then the trickier part, of course, is in the months where you make less. So let's look at the months where you make more because those are fun, right? Those are the sweet months when everything's feeling pretty good. You're feeling like you got this thing down pat, like you are the, you know, you are it, right? Uh, You're running your business. Everything's flowing. People are coming to you right and left. Cash is coming in. But the important things to remember is that, you know, you're not always going to have this kind of cash each month. Not every month is going to be this type of month. Now you could have like a really long run of really awesome months where you just hit the sweet spot and you start making a lot more money. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that, that is absolutely the goal, but the important thing is to not blow it, blow all that extra money on stuff that you don't need, which is human nature, right? We all like, we have extra cash. We're like, oh, we should probably go out and spend it. It's just the way our brains work. So you also got to give yourself like a little bit of kind of latitude there and not, you know, 
uh, not get too upset at yourself, but you can give yourself, you know, a little reward for having an awesome month, but keep it small, keep it something, you know, hundred bucks or less or whatever amount feels comfortable to you. Um, you know, that's always, I think the, the best way to approach those months where things are going super good. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. 
Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks, where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And then there are a couple options you have in these months. You know, what's going where? Where is this cash going? And I love this analogy of giving your cash a job, like giving it some sort of responsibility in your bank account. Because if it just hangs out and kind of lurks around in your bank account, it's probably going to get spent. So, you know, we want to give it some sort of job, some sort of place that it's going to. And, you know, there are a couple, there are like four places where I send a lot of my extra cash. So these might work for you, or you might just you know, come up with your own ideas. But uh, I have an account called Good Month Savings. So whenever I'm having a really good month and I'm going to have excess money, I throw all that, not all, a percentage, I should say, a percentage of that excess amount into my Good Month Savings. So I've got that cash there in the months where things aren't so good. I can go into my Good Month Savings account. Uh, Then I have, you know, debt payoff. So is there a debt I'm trying to attack? What percentage of the excess amount is going to go to debt payoff? If you're debt free, you don't have any debt, then great, more savings for you, right? Then there's tax savings. So I'll always try to put extra in those months where everything's flowing really good into the tax savings account. Again, just so I don't get in a situation where I underfund that tax savings. I mean, the best scenario is that at the end of the year, you have more money in your tax savings account and you either use that for next year as sort of a surplus or you take that excess money out and reroute it to something else, maybe to one of your goals, maybe to your retirement savings, uh, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. Maybe you put it back into your business if you're running your own business. And then lastly is a goals savings account. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways you can do savings accounts for goals. You can have one savings account that's just kind of a catch-all for your goals, or you could have multiple different savings accounts. Now, there's a couple of ways to think about this, right? So if you have a savings account that is earning interest, right? It's one of the high-yield savings accounts, and it's earning, you know, 1% plus, hopefully, of interest. You know, the more we break that out into separate savings accounts, 
the less impact we're having, the less growth we're having with that interest rate versus if we keep it kind of all piled together, right? So the more money that's in that account, the greater interest we're going to earn on that money. But some people, you know, they just prefer to have a separate savings account. It's just easier for them, like for their brain to look at when they're logging on, like, okay, I'm going to send $50 to this, $50 to that, $50. And that's totally fine. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no there's no perfect scenario. It's really whatever works with you and, you know, whatever is going to help keep you motivated to achieve those goals. So hopefully that makes sense to you. And then months where things are good, I actually do something that's really, really crazy. And people in the past have laughed at me about this, but I swear to you, it works. It works for me. It's worked for some friends that I have uh, referred the suggestion to, but I actually wrap my credit cards that I don't want to use in a picture of a goal I'm trying to achieve. And so last year, we we wanted to go to Maui for my birthday. And so I ended up wrapping cards in the good months in a picture of a beach. And that just reminded me like, hey, don't blow what you got. Don't blow your savings on stupid stuff that you don't really need. Like this is the goal you're going for. I've had friends wrap their credit cards in a picture of a house, a picture of a car, um, a picture of a baby they were saving, they were expecting a, a child, you know, whatever it may be, but it's it's just so I'm not tempted to use those. And it, again, it's a good trick. It may sound crazy, but sometimes these crazy things work. If you're having trouble with with using your credit cards, especially if you have irregular income, because that's really where it can it can catch up to you. You know, if you're not if you're not um, if you're not going to have that same income in a particular month, and you're spending like crazy on your credit card then, you know, you're not either not able to pay off that credit card or, you know, there's more interest in in the wrong way working towards you. So, you know, doing any of those sort of tricks that can help, you know, your brain like focus on really what you're going towards, I think are always a good thing. And who cares who laughs at you? That's what I'm going to say. Who cares, right? It's your money. You get to make your decisions. So the months when things aren't so good, that's the tricky months, right? If, if you have irregular income, you know it, you can feel it in your gut, you have been there. This is where good planning in good months pays off. Now, if you hadn't had any good months yet, now that's another story, but we'll get there. So again, we got to go back to our baseline number and we got to look at where you're at. You know, how are you faring with that that baseline number. How much are you missing here to make that baseline number work uh, and, and not to do anything extra, right? You're just trying to pay your bills. So what is that that income amount that we're trying to solve for? Next, you got to look to your savings accounts. You know, do you, do you have that cash sitting in one of these accounts? I tend to take from every account before I take from the tax savings account, just so I'm not, again, sweating bullets around tax time if you're self-employed here, you know. Um, but when push comes to shove and you got cash sitting in your tax savings account, sometimes you got to take that cash, right? You got to take whatever you need to to get that baseline number accounted for. Now, the problem that a lot of people... I see, you know, uh, do is, you know, your baseline number and you're going through the month and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be an awesome month. And then things explode halfway through the month. 
and you haven't planned properly. You know, those are tough situations to be in. And, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you you really have to like put on your thinking cap. And this is really where I think your entrepreneurial skills need to come out. And it's hard for them to come out when you're stressed, when you're not feeling creative, when you're worried about money. But, you know, can you get an advance on a project you're working on? You'd be surprised. There's a lot of projects that I work on. And, uh, you know, I, all I have to do is ask, like, Hey, I, I, you know, I need an advance on this project. And a lot of times the answer is yes. A lot of times the answer is no, but you know, can you get advance on something you're working on? Do you have any credit cards that have a 0% APR offer? You know, something where if you take some cash for a small period of time, it's not going to really hurt your debt. You know, you're going to be able to pay that off. But then, you know, what else can you do to make some cash? You know, there are times where, you, again, you've got to just be really creative here and, and, you know, find whatever you can that's legal. <laughs> find whatever you can that's legal. Just have to make that disclaimer for some reason uh, to come up with enough cash to even flow. You know, I mean, in, in the last scenario, you know, can you borrow from a parent? Can you borrow from a friend? Can you even say, hey, you know, let me borrow, you know, X amount and, you know, I'll have it to you in two weeks plus 5% interest or whatever it may be, you know, make some deal with, with your friend or with your parents, um, you know, to, to make sure that you have enough to cover what you need to, because, you know, I don't, I don't want you to get in a collections situation where your credit starts to get screwed and all of those sorts of things that happen when, you know, we don't plan well in, in the good months. So when you have this irregular income, it's so important that you're in your numbers at least once a week to see where you're at. You know, this is where having a good money system pays off and it doesn't take that much time every week. You know, I mean, I think the common perception is that, you know, you've spent hours and hours and hours going over your money every single week. And that's just not true. In fact, if you spent about 10 to 15 minutes each week, just looking at where you're at, looking at maybe where you could cut, or maybe, you know, if that's one of the good months where you can reroute the income, you're going to be golden for the month. You're not going to have to spend more than 10 to 15 minutes every week. And so I, it really takes the stress off. You know, I think especially when there's good months and we tend to not look at our budget, you know, we think like, okay, everything's moving smoothly, but, but we have to plan in those good months. Cause it's really those good months that are going to help save us in the months where things are so super irregular. And then, you know, always be on the lookout for ways that you can save money. Are you paying fees at your bank? If you're paying fees at your bank, there are so many banks where there are no fees or there are ways for you to avoid those fees. Are you overpaying on your cell phone, your internet, your cable? If you don't know, call the company and ask for a better deal. Chances are you can save a ton of cash. We're looking right now at at cutting the cord. And when I look at the how much money we're going to be saving. I'm just like, this is a no brainer. I mean, this is like a lot of money. It becomes like a real amount of money every month. But you know, at the end of the day, budgeting with irregular income, it's very tricky. You know, there, there is not a one size fits all solution to this. The best advice is to remember that you're the CEO of your finances. 
if you plan well in the months where you're feeling really rich, where things are going really well, again, you're going to thank yourself in those months where you don't feel so rich, where the contract fell through, or you know maybe you're just not going to get paid for a few few weeks. Um, those sorts of things, you know, you're going to have set up yourself for success in a way that's going to help you avoid kind of those sheer panic moments. So if you're dealing with a budget with irregular income, don't give up, find your baseline number, figure out how you can set up a system for success and stick with it, stick with it. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. I'd love to say thank you to our sponsor of this episode, Freshly. Go to Freshly.com and enter the code Millennial at checkout to get our special deal for this episode. Do me a favor, if you love this podcast, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, and head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a review. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.